Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mission and Meaning, a monthly podcast that connects you with the important mission-related learning and work happening around our Sacred Heart community. I'm your host, Ben Su, Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Access, and a member of the Office of Mission, Culture, and Strategy. For this episode of our podcast, our Director of Prayer and Worship, John Kellett, will share about the very intentional ways in which he and our school have been thinking about and integrating restorative practice principles into our liturgies and religious services, particularly in how we build community and participation. This is John's first year here at SHS, and he's contributed through preparing prayer services from preschool through the 12th grade. He's been working in music and liturgy for the past 10 years after receiving his BA in Jazz Studies from San Jose State. He's also been active in Catholic ministries in various parishes and Catholic communities in the Diocese of San Jose, including the Newman Center for Catholic Campus Ministry at San Jose State, Holy Spirit Parish, St. Simon Parish, Santa Clara University, and the Sisters of the Holy Names of Jesus and Mary. And currently, John is completing his master's in theological studies with an emphasis in liturgical studies at the Jesuit School of Theology in Berkeley. We're truly blessed to have John here at Sacred Heart. To adequately approach the topic of communal prayer at Sacred Heart schools, it is important to first consider a couple of different ideas. First, we have to understand the fundamental task of worship in a community. Then, we can consider worship as a method of restorative justice within an interfaith community. And finally, we can discuss the communal prayer practices here at Sacred Heart Schools Atherton as restorative prayer practices, observing some of the things that Sacred Heart Schools considers when praying together as a community, and reflecting on a few ways in which we hope to continue to grow. The act of worship is something that is often misunderstood. It is common to associate communal prayer with sitting in a pew with a Bible while the pastor gives a sermon or murmuring memorized prayers while pondering the events that are to come once you leave the doors of the church. While this is a common experience of many people, our sense of communal prayer goes much deeper than this if we allow it to do so. The fundamental task of liturgical prayer and worship is relationship. It is a reaching out of an entire community whom we call the assembly toward the spirit which binds us all together as one human family. It is a bringing of our entire selves into community, presenting ourselves as unique and insoluble members of a greater body of people, and offering that self in tandem with the entire assembly to the spirit who brings us together, who gives us grace through word, sacrament, and spirit to live as people for one another. This fundamental task of liturgy underscores a great challenge and requirement of all people who gather for prayer, authentic participation. It is the responsibility of each member of the assembly to bring the fullest version of themselves to communal prayer and present it as a part of the bigger whole. In Catholic teaching, as presented by the Second Vatican Council's Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy, the full and active participation by all the people is the aim to be considered before all else. For it is the primary and indispensable source from which the faithful are to derive the true Christian spirit. As a people who, while coming from various traditions and walks of life, are joined in the identity of the Society of the Sacred Heart, This primary objective of authentic participation in the act of self-gift that is the liturgy is ultimately the goal that we consider above all else. 
Grounded in this teaching of active participation becoming self-gift, the objective of a worshiping community is to bring together the various backgrounds, talents, and perspectives of the assembly to create what Christians refer to as the body of Christ, a body gathered under one common purpose, to prepare ourselves for doing the hard work of service to one another in the world. In giving of ourselves in service to one another, we reveal God's presence in the world, which is the central vocation of the society of the Sacred Heart. So, what does this reality of relationship, goal of authentic participation, and task of self-gift as a community of people mean for us? And how can this be considered a restorative justice practice? We can look at liturgical, communal prayer through the lens of Dr. Beverly Title, an educator, author, and early pioneer in the field of restorative practices. Dr. Beverly refers to the five R's, relationship, respect, responsibility, repair, and reintegration. The 5R framework combines community building, conflict resolution, and restorative transformation into a single method, all of which can be embodied within the framework of interfaith communal prayer. Because liturgy centers around community, relationship is a core value of what it means to be an assembly. This relationship takes several forms, the core of which is the relationship between people gathered for prayer and the relationship between those people and God. By emphasizing these two relationships in our liturgical gatherings, we acknowledge the inherent connectedness of all people to each other and the belonging of each person, both within the broader framework of creation and within the Christian frame of reference, the Creator. Though this rationale is within the Christian frame of reference, a deep respect for both the individual beliefs of each member of the assembly and respect for the tradition of the Society of the Sacred Heart is to be considered in our context. In establishing this deep mutual respect as a goal for our liturgical practices, each member of the assembly assumes the responsibility of upholding the dignity of a liturgical space. A liturgical space is sacred or set apart for prayer only when agreed upon by the entire assembly. The maintenance of this sacred space for the purposes of prayer as a safe space for belonging and expression is a collective responsibility of all those gathered. The transformative aspects of the 5R framework can be integrated into a theology of welcome that is the aim of communal prayer in an interfaith setting. By emphasizing welcome for all in sacred space, we ensure integration and enculturation of all those gathered for prayer. Similarly, by incorporating various types of prayer, including thanksgiving, petition, and lament, liturgical gatherings can be a source of honest truth, whether that truth be pain, healing, sadness, or joy. By prioritizing the gathering of the community and relationship, mutual respect for sacred space and individual beliefs or values, shared responsibility for the safety of the worshiping space, and integrated theology of welcome, liturgy does this work of preventative restorative justice among the assembly. There are several practices used by our community here at Sacred Heart Schools to achieve the fundamental task of worship and integrate the goals of restorative justice into our communal prayer. The first of these practices has to do with the way that the space is oriented for prayer. The vast majority of our gatherings, regardless of prayer form being used within the tradition of the Society of the Sacred Heart, are oriented physically in the space in such a way so as to emphasize the presence of the assembly. While many churches have seating arrangements oriented in a theater style or cathedral style with all the seats facing the front of the gathering space, 
our assemblies generally face the middle of the room whenever possible. Whether set in an antiphonal style, where there are two large sections of seats facing each other, or set in a semicircle or circular style, instead of the attention of each person being on the front of the space, the attention is guided into the center of the space, as well as across the space, into the faces of other members of the community. This orientation helps the assembly to recognize the other in an active and inclusive way, as opposed to seeing oneself as one of many in a common space. We can also consider as another practice the theology of welcome. As a reminder of the reality of welcome, we often sing a gathering song called All Are Welcome, All Belong at the beginning of the vast majority of our liturgies throughout the year. This song, All Are Welcome, All Belong, fosters the idea that all people are welcome and invited to bring their whole selves into a gathering of prayer. By singing this song, we are proclaiming a reality and reminding ourselves of the respect that each person is inherently due to them in their humanity and belonging to the community of prayer. By proclaiming this reality throughout the school year during communal gatherings, we seek to make it more and more a reality in the lives of our students, educators, and greater community. Another practice of worship that achieves tasks catered toward preventative, restorative justice is the inclusion of in student leaders in communal prayer. Regardless of skill level, age, or religious affiliation, students are encouraged to assume a role in leadership during liturgical celebrations throughout the year. Lectors, cantors, procession leaders, and acolytes are often members of the student body that engage the assembly in prayer, and these tasks are most often filled by students. When students see themselves in positions of leadership, there is an additional sense of ownership in the act of communal prayer, and a greater sense of responsibility to and for the other members of the gathered assembly. There is also great hope in years to come in continuing to establish restorative justice practices within our prayer practices at Sacred Heart Schools. First and foremost, continuing to encourage full, conscious, active, and authentic participation from both students and educators is a priority to be considered above all else. This goal can be achieved in a number of ways, such as encouraging more leaders from each class to lead their fellow Sacred Heart students in prayer throughout the school continuing to foster comfort in the establishment of sacred space, or to increase efforts to provide context for celebrations throughout the school year, particularly those having to do with Christian liturgical years or with the feast days of the Society of the Sacred Heart. One of my top priorities in the increase of restorative justice practices in the context of communal prayer is in listening to students more actively in terms of what they would like to pray about in their communal gatherings. By catering to the topics that our students care about the most, in our communal prayer and giving students the tools and opportunity to write their own prayers for their student communities. Our students can step deeper into a sense of relationship, respect, and responsibility for the prayer of our Sacred Heart schools. St. Madeline Sophie Barat, whose feast day we celebrate in May every year, once said about prayer, and I quote, a person who is long nourished on prayer and union with God has great resources, especially if there is a loving heart. End quote. Our deepest desire as educators of the Sacred Heart schools is to cultivate a personal and active faith in God and lay the foundations for a meaningful life. We do this together as a community, informed by the Catholic foundations of the life of the Society of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and inspired by the desire to give ourselves to one another. 
In the Constitution for Sacred Liturgy, the Catholic Church teaches that liturgy is, and I quote, the summit toward which the activity of the Church is directed and the font from which all its power flows, end quote. In this same way, the mission of the Sacred Heart schools toward cultivating faith and laying the foundations for a meaningful life begin and return to the way in which we pray together, lifting up our hearts as one body in the spirit that brings us together and giving of ourselves as gift to the world, people who live for the good of the other. Thank you, John, for sharing about the care and intention that you've been bringing as you guide our school community to worship and learn together, and the meaningful ways in which restorative practices, especially in how they build community, relationships, and collective involvement, are an essential part of how we approach our religious services. And this concludes another episode of Mission and Meaning. If you have any questions or thoughts, please reach out directly to me, Ben Sue, at bsue at shschools.org or contact the Office of Mission, Culture, and Strategy at omcs at shschools.org.